Hello and welcome to the number one podcast in the world. My name is Noah. I'm here with my co-host Elia. Hello. And uh, today our guest is a gender role expert uh, who has recently give, uh, released a book uh, about gender roles. Hello, Malta. Welcome Hello. to the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. And uh, so tell me a bit about your book. Uh, yeah, my book's main focus is on how generals are enforced from a young age and how this carries on through life. For example, how it prohibits men from finding their feminine side. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of perfect today because uh, we are going to talk about gender roles in uh, different uh, settings in life. So I just guess we start then. Yeah. Uh, so, Malte, I have uh, read the book actually. Oh, really? Uh, I found it uh, interesting. Thank you. Uh, and especially the uh, part about uh, how like children in from early ages, like kindergarten, um, actually get like um, how that uh, forms them as a human. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, in the kindergarten, like gender types and stereotypes for the different genders are enforced early and it's by uh, programming their behavior like for example boys and girls like for example girls are supposed to play like princess and stuff like that while boys are play, supposed to be tough and play like dinosaurs and the adults in the kindergarten are the key for this and also for changing this um, but, like, for example, the compliments they give them, for example, you are so strong for the boys, and, for example, you are so pretty, pretty princess, or things yeah. like that mm. for uh, girls. And the different toys they get to play with, uh, is it like uh, boys have to play with boys' toys and girls have to play with girls' toys? Like does the teacher like provide boys from playing with dolls like barbie dolls for example or is it do they say to the kids that it's okay and it doesn't mean anything or do they like have the separate toys mm, they do not necessarily prohibit kids from playing like for example boys from playing with uh, dolls but for example let's just take an example that one boy sits on the floor, you know, young boy. And then the kindergarten teacher sees that, you know, he's he doesn't have anything to do or anyone to play with. So he decides to give him a toy. Okay. And let's say he has to choose between a dinosaur or a car or like an action figure or like a baby doll, a princess doll, or, you know. Yeah. And then he would likely choose like, for example, a car to give that to boy, you know? Yeah. And that's how these generals are typically enforced in the young minds of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found that interesting, uh, really. And um, you might want to say something about this behavior, how uh, girls have to be a bit quiet and boys can, you know. Yeah, no, I am. Um... Yeah, I found it, like, in your book, it, you wrote about it, uh, girls, like, if they play with boys, uh, they have to, like, uh, if they, like, uh, act like a boy, like, screaming and... Uh, make a lot of noise. Yeah, like. Make, like, make a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, they, like, get uh, talked to uh, by adults, 
like you have to be a little bit more quiet and relax a bit mm. while the boys can just run around and uh, scream and make a lot of noise without and that's like seen as normal for them yeah because that's like the typical stereotypes that also the kindergarten teachers have grown up with for mm. example at the lunch table or like when they talk to like a baby girl they're like oh hello you're so cute and then they talk to the boys that like run around and you mm. know oh wow you're so strong you're so tough you know mm. and kind of these compliments or yeah you know what they say has a lot has a lot to say for how the boys or girls perceive what they're supposed to do yeah because they don't they doesn't understand this going on yeah. but it's it's gets set in the mind like they just behave like that because that's what they've been taught through yeah that's what they've been taught from yeah. an early age yeah, and this yeah. carries on through life especially mm. in these early years yeah yeah for sure like for example when you uh, going to school yeah uh, the boys and girls like they uh, they kind of get separated a bit don't you think like for example the boys they play football while the girls they won't be allowed to play football with the boys yeah well you know that also has to do a lot with uh, how things were back in the days you know uh like 50 years ago let's say because sports were mainly a thing for men back then mm. and i think you know we've gone the society has gone a lot better on like kind of enforcing it on both parties like girls and boys but i think it still is a bit like you know yeah let the boys play football and the girls do something else yeah but i guess that has something to do with interest as well because i feel like these days it's very equal between boys and girls but from early age a boy can't sit still for one hour in uh, in uh, um, in middle school because they have too much energy they want to do something and girls have they are more patient they can sit still and behave for a longer time than boys can and does that make any sense to you or well we can track this we can actually track this back to the kindergarten because <coughs> as i said like girls are poor in a way programmed to be more quiet yeah. because like you know just like for example if they're a baby they get talked to like oh hey like with a really quiet voice mm. and then like the boys yeah monster truck you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that as we talked about that kind of goes throughout life also in like for example first grade and so on mm. you know yeah and it's it's not like theoretically proven but i think there's a really good connection there yeah and uh you have written a little bit about uh, the equals in sports or the generals in sports yes tell me a little bit about this um first off we can talk about uh, payments in sports yeah or salaries because mm. um, in most sports men men um, have a higher salary although they perform the same or do the same things they they train and they play matches mm. 
and they yeah. spend equally much time as the girls. Yeah. But there are also a lot of other factors that you can factor into yeah. this. Because an example of that is, of course, the uh, U.S. women's team. Yes. Uh, they uh, recently, in 2019, I believe, they won the uh, Women's World Cup or the World Cup. Yes. Like. Uh, for women, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, they just won the World Cup. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. And um, during the World Cup, they, uh, they before the World Cup, they had like they had the option to get paid like per view. Yeah. Uh, or get like a a a, a salary like you get this or mm. they uh, and uh, of course they pick the uh, uh, salary where like you get this sum of money. Because they uh, didn't think people would watch the sport, yeah. But uh, they actually broke a lot of records yeah. during the World Cup. And after this, they have gone to court uh, with the uh, national team uh, because they want like equal pay as a man. Yeah. And they think that they should get it because they technically are better than mm. the yeah. men's team because they have won the World Cup and the men's men's team haven't. Yeah. Um, if you look at the two, the Men's World Cup and the Women's World Cup, you can actually see that the Men's World Cup obviously has a higher viewership mm. and the winner team actually get paid less of the whole percentage that the World Cup makes in money than the women's team that won the World Cup. But I think it's also important to see how, although this, you know, the pay that men have more viewership and more entertainment kind of, uh, many people use that as an argument, and it's a valid argument, you know, but it's also, uh, but is it really fair? Because would women be or women's sports be a bigger thing? Or, you know, if, for example, uh, this goes back to, you know, uh, the 90s and the 80s, so when, you know, sport, sports were only like for men. Yeah, and these. So if they like started equal, it would be more equal. Yeah, now. for example, if the uh, National Basketball Association or NBA, yeah, would have started would have started at the same point in time as the women NBA, mm. maybe the things things would be different. So I mean, the equal pay. There's like, I mean, it's it is. Here, you know, because the men have higher viewership and the league makes much more money. Yeah. But in another way, it's also unfair because they do the same things. Yeah. And it's kind of not their fault, you yeah, know, yeah, because but, how things were before. But do you think these uh, these sides, like men's and women's sports, are uh, that they are as good at a sport? Like you can see the uh, men's probably are more. Uh, um, what yeah an, an example of that is uh, the uh, Australian women's team mm -hmm. in football they lost seven 0 to a under 15s uh, boys team and that's it's I I would not say it's uh, because it's funnier to watch uh, men's sports in in some sports yeah. if not in every sports but uh, the boys as we know has a better physic than girls. Yeah. And this might play uh it's uh and this might do something about the entertainment. It might be funny, I don't know. But the women's football has started 
uh, at uh, they they started very late before they mm. uh, had to, got to play professional football. Yeah. And till that point where they got to play professional football, the boys or the men's had already played professional football for a very, very long time. And the money uh, were, uh, they were used in this men's mm. football. So have, do the physics or the entertainment have something to play in here? And is the physics and the money re the reason why it's not equal now? Um, like, uh, Elia, you asked if, uh, you know, men and women are equally good at a sport. Yeah. And a lot of that comes down. We, we can't like really prove anything because often men and women do not compete against each other. No. Um, but like a lot comes down to the physical side, like men have more testosterone, Mm. and so on you know mm. and that has a lot to say you know uh, you can see often like in kind of preschool or even kindergarten if girls and boys race often it's like um often they there's not a huge difference no but when they get in puberty and all these changes come and boys change a bit differently from girls yeah. You can see like that the the distance between, for example, how they finish a forty yard dash, yeah, would, you know, be even bigger. And you know, a lot of that comes down to that. So boys kind of have a physical advantage, yeah. Although both sides may put in, um, the same amount of work. Okay. So, but however, we can conclude with that if. Uh, they started at the same time and they started equal, it would be more fair to this day than it uh, as is it now. Yeah, probably, but also the mentality of sports watchers mm. uh, is very important here. Like, if, if the two sports would have uh, started at an equal time, you know, mm. the mentality back then would have been way different, you know, than like you know, they would think, yeah, women can work and men can work the same jobs. Back then, they didn't. Yeah. And you can also see, like, there's a lot of discrimination against uh, women's sports. Yeah. Also yeah. in social media yeah. is where a lot of it spreads. Yeah, yeah. yeah I found this really interesting. And I uh, think we should talk more about it. But let's uh, go for a break. Yeah. Hello and welcome back from our little break. Uh, so far, we have uh, talked a bit about uh, the start of the book. We have talked about uh, gender roles uh, in early age and uh, a bit about gender roles in sports. Uh, now we, go, we are going to go over to uh, gender roles and uh, equalities in, uh, uh, in the work life when, uh, yeah. and uh, the jobs. Yeah. So, Marte, in your book, you obviously wrote about uh, all of this, and including that, you wrote about the work environment and the place, mm -hmm. and uh, how, like, uh, women are not... Uh, there are more men with uh, CEO and CEO roles than there are women. Yeah, there are men. There are 
in the majority of leader positions and for example like general manager or ceo uh do belong to men yeah not belong like that but uh, no, you know they are occupied by yeah they're yeah, occupied yeah, by yeah, men yeah. thank you um and this is often because uh, people often more often hire men just because they're men than women. It's, oh. Okay. It, it's, it's, is it the same reason uh, because in back in the days, as we said earlier, back in the days, the, uh, the boys or the men were the ones who were leaders. They were the ones who uh, had, uh, who got to play sports, uh, who got to vote. And does this play a, play a role in in why there are more uh, men in CEO positions and uh, and why men are the leaders of the world, are, um, or some of them are? Yeah, this plays a huge role, uh, especially those uh, old school um, stereotypes mm. we know from uh, back in the eighties, nineties, you know, mm. and so on. Like these stereotypes often. Kind of paint women as weak, yeah. you know, uh, not like, for example, if you're in a firm, uh, in a trading firm, for example, yeah. or you want to close deals as a lawyer and so on. And often, like, people don't see women as those people that often argue. And for example, like, that is because, like, uh, back in the day, uh, when you ate dinner, Often there were the men that were arguing about politics and so mm. on, mm. and the women, you know, they made the food and they just sat there and they didn't really take part in the conversation because that was just the norm back in the day. Yeah, and this also plays a huge role, like in the mentality of a lot of men in the work market, uh, and so on. Yeah, yeah, because you think it is like uh, more. A man, like let's say a man is in negotiations to close a deal with yes. a woman. Do you think it's like uh, he would be more convinced or more like he would uh, he would uh, be more into it? If you understand, if it was a man negotiating with a man. Mm, yeah, or it shouldn't be that way, but often it is that way. Uh, that men like to uh, negotiate or talk business with men. Mm. And, you know, it's that old mentality that still, you know, is in a lot of people's minds. And thankfully, we're seeing, we're seeing more and more positive change toward or against that uh, old mentality that a lot of people have. Mm. And that's very positive because that gives uh, more women the chance to show that they also can, uh, you know, negotiate and be uh, in those kind of uh, work positions, yeah, which they definitely like, can. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no reason for like women. Yeah, there's no reason. But women. although the, as you said, the we see more um, working against this uh, old mentality, but we see that the leaders of the world, the strongest uh, positions in the world, are men. We got, for example, Putin, yes. who is the leader of Russia, and recently Trump uh, was the leader of the uh, USA, now Joe Biden is, and it's mm -hmm. a man. So these 
good position or these powerful positions are led by men and why why do you think it's like this is it just a coincidence or does the gender play a role in here uh, the gender plays a massive role uh, like let's just take the presidential election for example yeah. uh, most candidates are obviously men we had Hillary Clinton that uh, ran a few years ago. Uh, obviously, she didn't win, but she uh, was a huge candidate, of course. Yeah. Um, but Jen definitely has a lot to say. Like, for example, the voters. There are a lot of voters that think a man should be president just because he's a man. Mm. Um, but also, you can see in politics... There are more men involved in politics than women. Yeah. This often comes down to stereotypes in choosing jobs. Like, for example, let's say uh, barbers or or there are a lot of men barbers, but there are a lot of... There's more occupied by women. They're more... Yeah. It's more like the norm. Yeah. Women. Yeah, are there are... And another example might be that uh, to be a teacher yeah. is often by women, and to work with money and and negotiate is often uh, by men. Yeah, there are. So it's this typical yeah. stereotypes. Yeah. But that's thing. I think that's like uh, as you we have talked about that's like the old mentality. Yeah. Of like yeah, men should be doing this and women women should be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not only in work life. Like also, for example, in uh, you know hobbies like for example dancing or ballet. Mm. Uh, there are you know a lot more women in ballet. You know it's pretty rare to see a man that dances ballet. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think it all comes back to this, as you said, this old mentality. Yeah. And But do you believe, I don't know if you have written anything about it, but do you believe that in 50 years from now, uh, we would not uh, think of the gender as separate, at, that women should do this and that, and men should do this and that, and do you think they are equal as one gender or as they, the, the roles are yeah. uh, equally? Like they, like they, like people's perception yeah. of them yeah. are both can do the same things. Yeah, both, both can do the same things and should have the both, both should have the same opportunities. And in the 50 years time, I really hope that happens. Um, and I think the a society is moving today and thinking today. I think there's a huge chance for that to happen. Obviously, there will always be some people that think, for example, women are weak and so on, you know, and the mansion dance ballet. Mm. Uh, but I think society is on a good track. You know, it's obviously yeah. we have a lot of work to do, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, like, if you look at the past 20 years, things have gone a lot better. We've, a lot of people are more engaged in this yeah, gender yeah. equality. It's not a long, long time ago here in Norway, the women didn't have a chance to vote. Yeah. No, and, like, it's if you look on the uh, whole history of everything, yeah. like, it's, not, it's very recent that the first women, woman became, like, the... Uh, uh, what's called like the pre, pre, not president but the uh, mm. the leader in Norway yeah through Holland and yeah 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 
And uh, another example of uh, this theme might be a street here in Tromsø called uh, Vanni Vannis. Yeah, yeah, Vanni okay. And she was, I believe, she was uh, a uh, a lonely mother with uh, two or three children, and she uh, drove uh, a taxi as her job. And at this time, it was not normal for a woman to not being to not have a man and to have a job like this. So she and um, many others might have inspired them, women to uh, try to be more equal to men. Yeah, yeah. She was like looked um, upon as an outcast at that time, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But like. I think we're in like a, a, a change. A yeah, change I mean, like a phase where we, the old generation, with the mindsets of women should be doing this, men should be doing that, where they are like they are expiring, if you can say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, just look at the change in the last fifty years, for example. Like, as you said, the woman that you know drove the taxi was a single mother back then. Mm. It was you know kind of frowned upon. Mm. And now, like, now she's got a whole avenue uh, named after her. And people, like, if that would have happened today, people would have kind of looked at that woman and been more, yeah, she really has a lot of courage to do that. Yeah. And, like, as we mentioned, like, 50 years ago, women couldn't vote. And now, and now, uh, you know, they definitely have the opportunity and so on, have equal rights. And just think what could happen in the next 50 years. Yeah. yeah. So... We are in a change, we can conclude with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our world has a lot of technology these days. Yeah. Um, ads and commercials are everywhere. And you have written a, a little bit about this. Tell me about the gender roles in these ads and commercials. Uh, well, the gender roles in ads and commercials, I think, are really important. Mm. how they are perceived and, uh, you know, how the companies make these commercials. Yeah. Because it has a huge influence on society and especially uh, young people in our society, you know, mm. just like uh, kindergarten and uh, school has, for example. Uh, yeah. And in Norway, we have rules against, you know, uh, for example, toxic masculinity yes. in a commercial, which yeah, I think benefits society a lot. Yeah. And an example of this uh, uh, toxic masculinity commercial or ads is I recently saw. Uh, I believe it was an English commercial about a car called Suzuki. Yeah. And this is... they. They try to show this as a men's car and they say they use a, a dark men's voice. They say how cool and tough it is and, uh, you know, the stereotype thing. And uh, I saw another commercial about a car and uh, this time a, a woman was driving it and they said how smooth it was, how nice it was, how clean it was on the road. Yeah. And this is, I think this is an example of this toxic masculinity yeah kind of thing <clears throat> yeah and it's everywhere like uh, shampoos for example mm. they are uh, 
they are like different for men and women. Yeah. For men, they are like uh, categorized as tough, and they make you clean. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough. You look tough. Yeah. For women, they are you. We look fresh and cute and cute. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is like a big difference in how they try to get you to buy their things. Mm. Yeah, they try to target you know women uh, or men. Although these products really, you know, for example, the Suzuki yeah. is a product that should be, you it, know, sh- you it shouldn't be separated yeah, between both men can, and women. Both can yeah, yeah, really yeah. use it the same way, yeah, it's, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not a difference. Yeah, right. It's like, because that's also that old mentality that we talked about, you know, yeah. when, you know, only men used to drive, for example, a taxi. Yeah. And like... That still lives on today, even yeah. in commercials that have so much influence on our society. Yeah. You know? But as we spoke about this change, uh, some commercials are uh, doesn't uh, separate women and men in the same way as others do. For example, Nike commercials. They, uh, it's a sport commercial, of course, but they both, there are both men and women in the commercial as they were the same person kind of yeah like they are uh, looked upon as like this. of course nike yeah. uses athletes in yeah, their videos yeah. and they have like uh, these athletes are they use them as the same they are yeah uh, talking about it how uh, yeah. that we have to look upon women and men as the same yeah. in in sports. Yeah, they they don't target one gender. No. So it's we are in a change here too, I guess. Yeah, uh, we are in change, but you also always obviously also have to look at like do they have an ulterior motive here? Like, you know, because mm. you know kind of companies supporting like uh, you know equal that you know that the it's like equal between men and women. Yeah. It's like a huge theme. Of course, more people would then buy their products, you know, but it still benefits, uh, the you company. know, the cause. Yeah, yeah. And obviously also the company. Yeah, because they are like, they can't be like looked upon as uh, shaming. Yeah, right. Them. And it's also like a big company. They can't, they would get criticized by a lot of people yeah. if they yeah. only target, for example, men. Yeah, by the commercials, and opposite. So, I don't, I don't know. It, it's important to uh, target both genders and target everybody, not just one specific gender. I believe. Yeah. But obviously, here in Norway, we have come a long way. Yeah. Uh, with this equality. Yeah. Uh, of course, we can improve, but it has come a long way. Yeah. You you uh, ended your book writing a bit about our, uh, uh, our about our country and uh, how our country has improved in uh, this gender role stereotypes equality all that. Tell me a little bit about this. Um, you know, obviously in Norway we've come a long way, as mm. you said, um, especially in comparison to a lot of other countries mm. for example in asia there are like a lot of countries where these stereotypes are very very extreme you know mm. that women 
they they can't work. Yeah, yeah. You know, men have to work, and you know they have to marry. Like, ooh, they have to marry. Like the family decides, for example, who they have to marry. They don't have their own choice. You yeah. know, in a lot of uh, decisions, important decisions about their life. And you know, just a few examples are, for example, our uh, the leader of our country, Anna Sulbrak, is a woman. Woman. Yeah. So we, I think we here in Norway doesn't um, see one gender as a better than the other. Yeah. And we also see in our, uh, not in every uh, single, uh, what's it called, uh, a job or as as a teacher, as a doctor, and uh, all these jobs, um, it's almost equal in every job but we are not on perfect on a perfect scale yet but yeah no we have a lot of gender diversity in our jobs mm. and uh, in generally everything uh, but you know we still have a job to do we've come a long way but uh, the job is not finished at all yeah so um, but yeah. it seems like our time is running out I just want to say thank you, Malte, for coming here. Of course, yeah, thank, thank you, you for Malte. having me. It has been a pleasure having you uh, on. Yes. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being here. And thank you for uh, listening to our podcast. Um, come back next week. Then we have a new uh, guest who is going to talk a bit about his boxing career. Thank you for being at the show. Goodbye.